I mean, I can show you what I got. Sure. Um, uh, are you are you going to? Uh, were you planning on like just like sort of debuting it with the song and everything? Yeah. We. I mean, yeah. we can wait if you want. We. It's not like a, a rush. This is not I, a, a song for a quiz or anything, is it? No, no, you're not being. You've you've escaped the quiz this week. No right. quiz. I should have done a quiz. I should have done more quiz. But, um, no, I was gonna do. I'll show you what I got. Trash can. Trash can man. Auxiliary villain from the stand. That's what I got. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Is that the intro? It should be. Right, well, uh, I I we think can. it I think it's the intro. All right. So, uh, oh shit! I need the tagline. Rob, what's the tagline? Uh, well, uh, this week on King Me, uh, uh. He he uh, he's walking around in some he's, boots. This this week on King Me, he's making a list and checking in twice. This is the stand twenty twenty. King Me. King Me. Wow, you know who must love this series, The Stand 2020? Who? Barbara Walters. Uh, why is that? 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves The Stand. The Stand, but she really loves 2020. <laughs> right? She's always saying that, or at she, least Rachel Dratch was always saying that yeah, yeah, as yeah. her. <laughs> 2020. They were so mean to her. Well, yeah. Also, I, I, I don't know I, anything I, about Barbara. Yeah, I just have uh, ambient memories of adults being mean about her, calling her Bob Baba Wawa. <laughs> yeah, that Baba Wawa. <laughs> it's like you can you'd understand every word coming out of her mouth. She's on television. <laughs> yeah, oh, like you're such hot shit. Sometimes you graduated high people school. like to exaggerate things for uh, comedic effect. Mm, I don't not, agree not with that sort it. of thing. Not feeling it. <laughs> no. You should just be able to point at something and have it be funny. <laughs> That's like, it. Uh, like a cow. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, I don't know. Like, you know how when a horse shits, it's just stand, it shits just where it's standing? Oh, yeah. That's Tol- comedy, baby. <laughs> and I, of course, am your comedy baby... Dan Gagliardi, joined as always by Bobby Rob Avon. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Terry. <laughs> Bobby Terry. That was so funny. This this show, I wish it could make up its mind about what kind of show it wants to be and be the kind of show where Skarsgård yells Bobby Terry. That, I'm into that show. I'm so into that show. But when it gets all maudlin and fucking yeah. Catholic so or whatever. Yeah. This week, we're going to be talking about episodes uh, six through nine of nice. the Stand 2020. Um, what, what is that? Six through nine. 
I don't get it. It's like a oh, like sixty. It's like a sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. Ah, that's see, this is the kind of humor that uh, Barbara Barbara Wawa would not approve of. <laughs> um, so, Dan. Yeah. Um, we finally finished the stand. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Somehow. Each episode is what forty-five to fifty minutes long. They're all over fifty-five minutes long. All one of them, them is forty-eight, and I think it's the unnecessary ninth episode. The tacked on <laughs> is it, how on. how crazy was it when God came down from heaven and detonated a nuclear warhead, <laughs> and it was episode eight of nine. <laughs> I, I, I was just as shocked. I had seen this before, and I knew what the ending was, but I, I did not like the timing. Did not mm. fucking calculate in my head when the hand of God reached around the the casino hotel and set off a nuke, destroying uh, everything. You would like, think no that's offense. the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> no offense to Franny. Mm. How am I supposed to care about falling down a well after the city of Las Vegas has been annihilated? (laughs) Do you think do you think in Oppenheimer, for example? (laughs) Yeah, they detonate the bomb and then his wife falls down a well and then it's fine. (laughs) Right. Uh, Like detonates the bomb. Like 25, 30 minutes later, uh, she falls down a well, unrelated to anything else going on in any of the yeah. story. So interesting, um, interesting story about how it's unrelated to the rest. Mm-hmm. Written for this series by yes. Stephen Bartholomew King. <laughs> That's right. Because he felt like Franny didn't get... She didn't make a stand. She had to stay back right. in in Boulder. So he was Wanted like to give Franny a hero moment. Yes. Which and threw is, her down a well. <laughs> like <laughs> fine. You want to throw Franny down a well? Be my guest. King Trump. Mm. It's <laughs> But don't put it after the nuclear holocaust. I know. Like man. do not do that. Have it happen in the incredibly slow eight episodes, or, you know, seven and a half episodes leading up to that point. Yeah. There was so much breathing room. How about instead of spending, I don't know, nine years with um, fucking, what's his name? Larry and Heather Graham, a character <laughs> yeah. who dies off screen badly right. for no reason. Yep. What if we just throw Franny down the well then? Yeah, we should we should have thrown her down the well a lot earlier. Here's the thing. Here's the here's the bigger issue. Yeah. There's no stakes. Like there Franny no Franny has had God, the existence of God proven for her. Right. Right? What what decision is there for her to make like when when the devil comes to tempt you like right she's like she already knows everything yes 
we we've obviously jumped way ahead, but at, to the very end of the <sighs> series. But uh, the setup is Franny uh, goes over to a well to see if it works. The, the pump for the well is in the very center of the hole. <laughs> Precariously uh, yeah, placed. Not exactly sure who that's for. Um, yeah. but There's just like a pile. She only falls like four feet because yeah. there's just like, <laughs> like 50 dead people who tried to get water out of the well. Tried well, to reach right. that pump. And then, yeah, it's like. You know, you see the well, you see the the boards covering the hole, and you're like, "Oh, Franny's going down that fucking well." Yeah, getting the and well. She Franny. does. Yeah, and rat then, bites are on the finger. King trope. King trope. And down she goes. Down she goes. And while she's down there, she has uh, you know dream vision, whatever you want to call it, of uh, first Randall Flag out in the the woods, and he says. Um, you know, right now you're down at the bottom of a well. Your legs broken in three places. Your hips shattered. Uh, you're you have three broken ribs, and one of those ribs is poking into your lung, and uh, you know, you're basically gonna die unless you give me a kiss. And then, and every once in a while, I want to look through your eyes or whatever. And she's tempted, but she says no. She then, goes. Here's the thing. She goes in for the kiss, and we're like, Franny, what are you doing? And she Franny. bites him, bites him on his freaking oh, lip. Yeah. And she says, get thee behind me, motherfucker, which is the worst, like, the, she, uh, worst, like, Ripley say, and Aliens moment. She doesn't even say motherfucker. She says, get thee behind me, you bastard. You uh, bastard? Yeah, it's way, way less than that. <laughs> so, say fucker. Uh, so, right. But to your point though, right. So like friend, the existence of God has been proven beyond a doubt. So when the devil tempts you with, you know, some, some bullshit, like, like you said, no stakes. She doesn't have like, okay. She has to overcome the fact that she might die or whatever, but the whole series is just based on like, uh, having faith and yeah, you know, that pays okay. off in the end. All I can say in defense of that is nobody actually saw God come. To, like anyone who saw God come down from heaven was explosione. True. But even so, like, <laughs> I, feel, I don't know. I feel sure, too much has happened <laughs> too much. Yeah. I mean, it's such a de-escalation from setting off a nuke. Yeah, blowing up a whole town to like a girl down a well, which is like a fucking a lassie, you know, episode. I mean, when the dog runs over to the well it's to crazy. show it's James crazy. Marsden where she is, <laughs> come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> All right, let's start. Let's get back to the beginning here. Uh, episode six. We start with the trash can man. The introduction. Episode six. Trash of can trash man. Can. Trash can man. He can burn fire faster than you can. <laughs> That's uh, Freddy got fingered. Nice backwards man. Back, yeah, yeah. He can um, walk backwards faster than you can. Dan, did you like the trash can man? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, in fact, every moment he was on screen, I was like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I, I, I kind do, of do you found think it. E- uh, well, so trash can man is played by Ezra Miller, right? Um, yeah. Who not a huge fan of his work, more bigger fan of his personal life. Um, 
do you think he should have gone bigger with the performance? <laughs> it was, was a little playing subdued, it too small, it? right? Okay, this is. I mean, this does kind of get back to the issue of like tonal confusion, right? Like, yep, <laughs> he's doing gritty reboot trash can man, mm-hmm. um, which is also you know it's a little bit like Sean Penn, I am Sam territory, where it's like right. I, I'm not going to say yeah. I'm not going to say it, but it's uh, what is it? Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. You know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a Tropic Thunder thing. <laughs> and you think about it in, in contrast with like the Matt Frewer trash can man, who's like I know. A fucking an a, a stud, an absolute all-star, all time performance. Just Absolutely. one of the greats. Brando. Yeah. Uh, Pacino. Frewer, Frewer as trash can man. <laughs> <laughs> as trash can man specifically. Yeah. Um it felt like okay. The other thing is like Trash Can Man barely in this thing. Yeah, barely does anything, which makes sense because he's playing him as like a sort of like raving lunatic. Yeah, I mean, um, right. and like it felt like they wanted to limit his screen time because of how <laughs> unpleasant it was. The thing is, like, he's making huge choices that are not like. I you know, set aside the the I am Sam comparison. Yeah, it's just like not. Ba- it doesn't seem based on anything in reality. It just seems like right. he was like, what is what are the like five weirdest mannerisms I can adopt? Yeah, and just smush together. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, first off, I agree with you about Matt Frewer. I thought the Matt Frewer performance as Trash Can Man, you get um, you get everything you need from Trash Can Man. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he's perfect. You get him fucking blowing stuff up. You don't need Matt Frewer jerking off to an explosion. That's uh, so fucking stupid, dude. Like, <laughs> again, like, the whole... Right, if the whole thing with this show is like about faith and sure. conversely like temptation or whatever, yeah, make it kind of appealing. Like, sure, like the moments where I think the Vegas society, like showing the Vegas society succeeds, mm-hmm. is when like things are f- kind of like fun or the characters are being like, you know, if like kind of crude not kind of crude like incredibly crude like at least like fun to watch like i we we mentioned like nat wolf as lloyd is like he's fun he's He's like right he's having a good time with the character and it suits that character very well totally yeah like i i would also say um julie is like kind of fun right like who is julie which one julie's the one the one who the Lloyd's girlfriend, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The girl All right. who yes. uh, they run into in the like sporting goods store or whatever. Right. Okay. Cause uh, I, Nick and I was on the IMDB page and I, I looked at the, the actress and I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, fair question. I mean, same question. I was like, who the fuck is I like, I, who is Fiona Rat Dorf? Woman? Yeah. Well, I know who Fiona Dorf is, of course. Daughter of Nepo baby. <laughs> Nepo baby Fiona. That's right. Oh, that must be so cool if your dad's Brad Duriff. Oh my god. Dad Brurif. 
And of course I'm being silly, but I mean it. <laughs> oh, oh, you man. like that? I, that I that just it just uh, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> that really, that just sideswiped me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Brad Dorf, um, Fiona Dorf. What? I'm sorry. What were we saying? Oh, yeah, it must who be is, very cool. Who is Brad woman? Dorf as your? Yeah, she's in um, the Chucky TV show. Um, which, which are, he's, he's he's the voice of Chucky. The voice of Chucky. No, but on the TV show, isn't Mark Hamill the voice of Chucky? Weirdly, is he? Or am I getting that wrong? I don't know. You yeah, could be right. Well, uh, anyway, maybe. who is she in this? Who is Rat Woman? Is that the 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 fake she, judge at the show trial? Yeah. So okay. she play. She's dressed a few different ways, which is why it it's very confusing. Hmm. I was very confused hmm. by it. Maybe a stupid ass idea for your gigantic ensemble cast TV show, right? Like maybe yeah. keep everybody in the same fucking wardrobe. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah. So she played the the judge in that trial scene. Um, she was also there when uh, she was like the nurse when uh, Nadine was giving birth. Um, she was there for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, there was something else. Like it, she was in, she was down. Like it, her part kept like growing as the show went on. You know. Yeah. I think she, and it also, she also felt like she was never actually introduced. Like she was kind of just there all of a sudden. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Is like she, I think the first time we see her or she has any lines or anything is when she uh, she comes down and she talks to um, uh, Tom Cullen, and you know he yeah. asks her like what this word is, and she says it's run, and yeah, that was. Uh, that was her introduction as far as I know. Like I didn't see fucking see her anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, but yeah. Um, yeah. So episode trash six. can man. Um, he is, I, I think this, this performance is so insane. Yeah. Um, do you like it at all? I mean, I like that. It's insane. It's yeah. at least, uh, I, this adaptation is kind of boring <laughs> like fucking it's shit drags on boring. forever yeah yeah so when ezra miller uh, uh in reality lunatic ezra miller is playing uh an even bigger possibly uh lunatic on screen possibly bigger lunatic <laughs> um you know it's it's interesting in this like sort of desert of boring shit sure yeah that's fair um, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked last week about how all of the protagonists are pretty interchangeable. Um, yeah, no man. one has like a real clear, defined deal. The closest anyone comes in that like core group of five is probably uh, Greg Kinnear as Glenn. Yes. Yep. Um, and even his thing is like so superficial. Like, right. And, also, and so fucking annoying. So goddamn annoying. Do you know what though? Maybe the this might be what hurt my parts ultimately. Uh-huh. The moment after Stu breaks his leg and they're like going to leave, and uh-huh. he and Glenn have their little like witty repartee. Yes, I almost lunged at the screen. I was so <laughs> fucking annoyed. I can't remember anything they said. I just remember how I felt. Um. 
he he tells him about the painkillers. He says, you know, take one every twelve hours. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you don't want to mess with these things. If you took three or four of them, uh, you definitely die. Get what I'm saying, cowboy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. East and, Texas. Yeah. Fuck off. No one talks <laughs> said, like that. <laughs> he says something too about like uh, Glenn says to Stu, uh, "It was a pleasure getting to know you." And Stu says, "I wish I could say the same." And then Glenn says, "I was only." trying to be nice <laughs> yeah something like that was the moment that I was like shut yeah. up that might be shut my shining up. moment dan what no i'm just kidding okay I, this is dumb <laughs> <laughs> what what i'll end this show right yeah. now <laughs> oh my god that like there's so much bad writing and these scenes just kind of yeah. like just flail they're just totally rudderless the way they're forever you know you know what another point (laughs) you know what another moment was that drove me completely insane i mean first of all the whole post um nuke thing the little you know post the the side quest the the epilogue Yeah, Yeah. yeah um Stu and franny going back to boulder for whatever reason what was the going back going oh they're going back to me they're going back to me that's right okay sorry they're, um, they're going back to Maine. <coughs> Excuse me. They're going back to Maine to uh, to the town where Franny lived to basically start like an east eastern community or society, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, first of all, so much like kissing in that whole thing. Yeah, I was very like so so many wasted seconds in my life watching them just be like, oh, oh. <laughs> Is the the fucking John Bender, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but specifically, the thing that really bugged me was when Stu is getting ready to go to the store, and he's like, and she's like, I need, you know, the baby needs like painkillers for, you know, like Tylenol. He's like, oh, baby Motrin. She's like, yeah, baby Motrin or Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why are you, why am I hearing, why do I, why do I have to hear this? What is right. the, this what is, is the utility the, of this? Yeah. This is not a mumblecore movie. This is, we're trying to wrap the story up here. <laughs> I know. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. No, no all I, I can think, think, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on, go on. All I can think is that it was like this moronic attempt to lull us into like a false sense of security right I like mean, oh they're yeah. just they're, things are good now forever yeah things are going to be great forever but then as soon as you see that well you're like oh Franny's going down that well oh that haunted like, well yeah Jesus Christ oh my god also so, what do you think of the yeah <laughs> alright you want to go kind of sequentially no I no we, what I, I just want to get like the bigger plot points so we don't have to get like, you know, into the like, Two, minute yeah. details. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yes. Um, as far as Tom Cullen goes, cause we kind of mentioned it, uh, in the, in a previous episode, he'd been, been given a note from what's her name, uh, dead. So who, yeah. Uh, did Dana, I think, I think, was. I think it is Dana. Yeah. 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 She had given him, slipped him a note, uh, that just said run on it and yes. he cannot read, but he finds a machine where one of the buttons is like labeled run. So he asks, uh, Fiona Doroff, the rat woman, uh, <laughs> what the word says. And she tells him. And so kind of like a little bit coincidentally, um, Randall realizes he's like, he mentions, he's like, 
I can't find the third spy. Like I try to visualize it and all I see is the moon. Yeah. Um, and then. So, so, well, okay. So while this is, yes, he says that he knows that, uh, there was Dana who he killed in the previous episode. Uh, he knows about the old woman who's waiting on like the outskirts of town in like a motel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, they're trying to like space out the time or whatever. She's having a little no country for old men trip. Yeah, <laughs> totally. She's, she's got a little Llewellyn Moss thing going. Right? That's his name, Moss. Yeah, it is. yeah, um, yeah. And th- so, so Flag knows about the two women, and then he's like, "The third person, I can't, uh, you know, I don't know, I can't see." Every time I try and like see him, all I see is the moon. All I right? see is one of those wind-up monkey toys banging symbols together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he tells, so he, uh, he tells, um, Lloyd, his, his right hand man there, um, you know, this woman is waiting like on the outskirts of town. Um, she's heading this way. Uh, it, she, it's very important that she does not die. Uh, he wants to interrogate her and see what she knows. Um, and then what ends up happening? We don't see any of this. We only hear about it later. Um, but uh, what's the name? Clifton Collins, right? Um, Maybe. Uh, how do you? Clifton, hold on. I, how do you I had know it up that? and I fucking X'd out of the page. Yeah, Clifton Collins Jr., who's in like a bunch of. He's in like so many fucking movies. Uh, I always like to see uh, CCJ. Big, you're, up big, in here. you're a big CCJ guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he plays like the lead, the leader of like maybe like a gang or something. He's got like he looks like a biker. He's got a one percenter t- uh, patch on. He uh, he's in the mule. The, oh, uh, I was thinking, man, we should do a fucking. Uh, you want to do East a, a Clint Eastwood uh, uh, movie on uh, on Patreon? Like one of the more like most recent ones. I don't know if the mule is the most recent one. Uh, I think it might. But be. It just seems like fucking insane that like this ninety-five-year-old man is. You know, having threesomes in motels with women in these movies. <laughs> I don't think it's insane. I think, I think everyone aspires to it. And yeah, just, or we could do Jersey oh, cry, No, we should clingy, cry, cry oh, macho, cry macho. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, we're out what if we did a oh so the real the quick one. yep go on what if we didn't eat uh clint eastwood run mm-hmm. and i have two pitches for titles okay one is the warlocks of eastwood which is of okay. course a play on the witches of eastwick right of course the other is simply finding the clint <laughs> You don't have to decide now. Okay. Take your time. Well, maybe we'll put it on, uh, like, a, we'll have a vote A poll? <laughs> yeah, we'll do a poll. Oh, God. <laughs> we should probably come up with a third option if we're going to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the older, the woman, the judge, um, what ends up happening, like I said, we don't see it. We only hear about it. But, um, you know, Cliff, uh, Kurt, uh, Cliff Collins' uh, gang, they, they end up killing her. Um, so he goes, uh, you know, Lloyd has to bring him up to flag and flag is asking him what happened. Important to mention Clifton Collins characters name. 
Oh, what, what, oh his Bobby name is Bobby Terry, Terry of yeah. course. <laughs> so Bobby Terry is talking to Randall Flagg, and uh, Flagg asks him what happened. He says, you know, this this woman, she like, you know, she drew down on us. We had no choice but to kill her or whatever. And and Flagg's like, you had no choice but to kill like this seventy year old woman. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, he's he's like big dogging him and shit. You know, I just want you to apologize. Just say you're sorry, and then tell me why. You know, for what? And uh, and you know, he gives him uh, Bobby Terry gives him the finger, tells sure him to go fuck himself, and then he yeah. leaves. And then he takes his chain wallet and locks the door with his chain wallet, <laughs> and then, and then he runs over to the elevator trying to escape, and uh, and he and uh, flag. He just starts walking. So Flag is in like full denim, like jeans, jean jacket, and he's got his his thumbs in in his front pockets and his elbows kind of pointed out like like you know like a Marlboro man or something. Sure. And he just he's just saying Ricky or I want to say Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're not first, you're last. Um, <laughs> Bobby Terry, and he blows the doors open, and he just he just slowly like walking down the hall to this guy, Bobby Terry. <laughs> uh, very slowly, he, I might add. Yeah. Then he gets in the elevator. Bobby he gets in, closes the door. He's he thinks he's safe, but he's not. I mean, the guy's fucking mm. magic. So he, he gets uh he gets drived. He get, oh yeah he gets drived. He gets his fucking face like crushed caved in. in in an elevator. Yeah, a driving, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I almost liked this sequence. There was just too much slow mo. Wait, everything about this is just like it's it. It just lingers. It just feels off. Even like when they introduced uh, Cliff uh, Collins, right? He, they're playing that song Black Betty, right? And the song, it's like it's a needle drop moment. Like they start, but they start playing the song like too early. So like none of the beats, nothing really lines up with any of anything that we're seeing. That's how I kind of feel about the whole show. It's like, this is just not... Something isn't fitting here. Yeah. Like, it just it's, doesn't fucking work. Yeah, it's like... And um, it's probably it, it probably has a lot to do with the shifting in tones every, like, 10 or 15 minutes. Um, yeah, it's fucking... I don't know. Whatever. So... But, um, speaking yeah. of needle drops, the yes. show egregious with the needle drops very poorly executed needle drops not just like the timing but also the selection it's all very like surface level just like the most obvious fucking shit yeah and okay this is actually sorry go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna yeah like the end of um yeah this is what i was gonna say too (laughs) Right, the one where after um, Randall Flagg finally has sex with uh, uh, Nadine, right, out in the woods, and she's yeah. gone like full, uh, like uh, uh, she fucking, gets um, she gets fucking, corpse brided. She gets, oh, I was uh, get, she gets a uh, young Frankenstein. <laughs> she madel- she's Madeline Kahn in Young Frankenstein. Yeah, she gets young. She's Frankenstein, sweet misery right? of life. <laughs> she got, mystery she, of life. 
her hair is like long and white. She's got like dark, dark like circles on her eyes. Like her face looks like a, a skull, basically. Like she's got lines like from her dry lips. And she's, you know, fucking like ten months pregnant. Her belly is huge. Yeah. Um and and then it cuts to credits and it starts playing I put a spell on you. Oh, that's not the one I was thinking of. But oh, that's a geez. that is a great example of let's never use that again. It's been done to death. Right. But uh, I, what was I forget, yours? I forget which episode ends with. Maybe it's episode eight, the the nuclear explosion episode. Uh-huh. One of them ends with "Perfect Day," Lou Reed. Oh my god! It, yeah. yeah, I yeah. was. It's, it's so, that one. It, it's yeah. So fucking mad. I mean, King trope. King trope. <laughs> only the war, only the most annoying shows do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was just like totally unearned. Like there's no, there's nothing it's, ironic about what happens on screen to sort of like earn that, like leaning into it. It's it. The, uh, first off, I've never heard that song. I've never seen it in a show or a movie where it's not juxtaposed to something awful happening. Right? Yeah. Like it's always that scene. Right. It And like, I don't know. The first first time I heard it was in Train Spotting when he's like when he's ODing on the floor. Sure, and you know that's if I don't know. Like I listen to the song, like I like Lou Reed, yada yada. Every time I see it in a show now, it just fucking like it, it bumps me every yeah. time. I'm like I, well, I, I can't like, pay attention. <laughs> it's like what's like a I can't think of an example. What's like a Scorsese needle drop? That's like. Oh, like anything by the Rolling Stones. Sure, anything by the Rolling Stones. It would be like if it would be like using fucking um, Miserloo uh, or something. Sure, yes, exactly. You know? it, it's just like right. it's so you are always gonna hold it up to the Unless time it was used well. Right. Unless you're pa- doing a parody of the original thing. Yeah. Or or trying to reference it specifically because like I've seen. Uh, like I saw like the first ten minutes of the Super Mario Brothers animated movie or whatever, mm. and I don't know, it doesn't matter. But they they there's a song from uh, Kill Bill, right? And like and it's it's not not the whistling song? song, but it's oh okay, it's one of the uh, instrumental bits. But it's like very noticeable, right? And you're like, uh, but it that's what it's trying to reference that yeah. moment, right? This is just like it, we're it, we're not referencing anything un- until unless the Heather Graham uh, that thing we talked about last time where Heather Graham and the uh, you know the roller skate song whatever the fuck I don't know it all of the needle drops they're too on the nose and they like, they're overused and they suck I I think like yeah it's the needle drop like all instances of music in this are terrible. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting that um, Larry. See, I can never pull his name up instantaneously. I have to start at Carrie Underwood and then remember what rhymes with Carrie Underwood. <laughs> um, Larry never. We never hear him like play one of his songs, which I, I think know. is interesting. <laughs> Isn't that um, nuts? It's it's pretty. It's a little interesting because like I remember in the old one like you do hear the song, right? And you're like, that's not a real song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I think definitely you do. remember him playing uh, his guitar in like New York city, just out in the open, in the original one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I'm pretty I really sure do. someone you hear it on like the radio or something. Probably. Yeah. Right. Like, um, 
But then also, fucking, there's a moment in this one where, like, after Larry and the others have been, like, taken prisoner or whatever in Vegas, yeah. um, someone's, like, mocking him and singing his song. And it's, like, the most obviously improvised, like, non-song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's interesting. But there's also, like, that annoying thing in episode nine where it's, like, the uh, oh, some 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 won't you come out tonight? And they're like yeah, both yeah. singing it, and that also doesn't mean anything. It doesn't pay off. It's just a thing I have to deal with. <laughs> right. You put this on me. Yeah, you put you the, wrapped it, yeah. you swaddled it in a blanket, and knocked on my door and ran away. And now it it's my responsibility. Yeah, and I don't want it. And I don't want it. Yeah. Um. So Tom Cullen, I got a a podcast twice a week. (laughs) Um, So what, once Randall flag, like get walks out of the elevator where he just killed the biker guy, uh, he's covered in blood and he's walking away and um, he tells Lloyd to get some, get a cleanup crew. And uh, the rat girl says, uh, make sure you get that, uh, the big R word. And, uh, uh, though, what it's something. Uh, the one who says something about like the moon or whatever. She yeah. says something about that M O O N. Yeah. And uh, and flag is like he stops in his tracks. He's like, show me this guy. And right at that moment, uh, Tom Cullen is climbing into the back of like a, a body uh, dumpster. Yeah, like it's a, the because they do like. They do like gladiator fights in a drain right. pool, and yeah, he's hiding in the the pile of bodies. Right. So he is, you know, he's driven away, and he's he makes it out. He's safe. Um, while this is going on, right, uh, Mother A is uh, she went missing, right? She went walking out into the woods because I guess she stopped hearing God's voice, and she went out looking for him. Um, while she's out there, Randall Flag pops hey, up. Hey, King Trope. Looking for the voice of God in the woods. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking uh, that dumb show, right? Yeah. Uh, Castle Rock. Season one of Castle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Which it honestly feels unfair to call it King Trope because that show clearly had nothing to do with Stephen King. True. Um, so Flag tries to like tempt her and she says, get thee behind me, Satan. And um, People keep saying that. They keep saying it. Um, he he almost like he does this thing where he like I don't know he like blows out uh, this huge wind that almost blows her off of this cliff. Uh, nothing happens. Uh, Once she ends again, up fi- you know. She, but while ex- nothing happens to her while while she's out in the woods, though. Um, what's his name? Uh, Har- <clears throat> Harold and Nadine have planted the bomb. They're about to they they're gonna set it off that night at Mother A's house because uh, they're having a candlelight vigil and they'll be able to you know eliminate a bigger portion of the population there. Um, the bomb does go off like Nick finds it at the last second, opens up the piano, uh, the back of the stand-up piano, and the bomb is in there. Fucking Looney Tunes shit. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like you hit the fucking key and it's uh, yeah. You, know. you play chopsticks. Yeah. And you keep messing it up. Yeah. And then Daffy Duck has to come in and be like, no, no, no. This is how you play it. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so right, you know, right before the bomb goes off, um, Franny, who broke into Harold's house, saw his plan. She got caught, trapped, broke out. Then she she was able to warn them, uh, you know, quick enough where most of the people were able to get away, except for Nick and a few others that were blown to bits. Um. So all all of this is they found Mother A. She's out in the woods. They bring her back. Um, <laughs> the way they find her is very silly. Um. So the little boy, what's his name? Joe. Is he Joe. Yeah. yeah, right? Joe goes, he like senses her, goes out in the woods and finds her and then just screams and like an, yeah. at an ear piercing pitch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> ridiculous. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, the mother A says that, uh, you know, you four people have to go out to uh, Las Vegas. Um, you Stu, leave today with just yeah, the clothes you on your back. Yeah, you can't bring any food or water. Just you got to go. And so it's Stu, Glenn, Larry, and that woman who I cannot remember her that name. That woman, Ray. Ray. Um, so they head out and they go. They go for a walk. And do you like that uh, moment of racial healing? Oh, what with the Native American stuff? Yeah. Yeah, at a certain point, they're like, you know, we're, we're going to have to find water. Well, there are natural springs. Well, how are we going to find a, uh, you know, water that won't make us sick? And they all look at, at Ray, who's Native American, and she's like, oh, the little Indian girl is going to show every, all the, the white guys, you know, what, what water won't make them sick. You guys just think because I'm Native American that I'm, uh, I know what I'm talking about here or whatever. And they're like, well, do you? She's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, and then they have like yeah. a a big a heartwarming laugh. <laughs> that actually felt like a joke you'd see in like a Clint Eastwood movie, where the point of the joke is to like make boomers feel at to ease let, about their yeah, racial hangups. Off the hook, yeah, yeah. totally, <laughs> totally. Um, that actor, the actor who plays Ray, Irene, yeah, Be- Bedard, Bedard, uh-huh. yeah. you know her her fam- her most famous role. What is it? titular voice of Pocahontas in the Disney movie Pocahontas. Oh, look at that. Yeah. 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 Titular. She plays Pocahontas and then she also voices Pocahontas in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, that means nothing to me. (laughs) Not a Ralph guy? Uh, I'm not going to wreck it. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. What's the problem? I I don't need that kind of toxic masculinity in my life. (laughs) Um... So, uh, so they're, they, you know, they're walking. It's like a long fucking drawn out thing. Meanwhile, uh, Harold and Nadine, after they blew up the house and whatever, uh, they took off on motorcycles and Harold was, uh, pretty mean to Nadine as he was walking away. Like she went to like, like, you know, like touch him or something. And he's like, no, that, that ends now. Like, it, it, we don't touch each other anymore. And uh, when when uh, when I when we get to Vegas, he's gonna give me uh, a woman that's five times as beautiful as you are. Could be way hotter g- than you. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> and 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 you're gonna be with him. If I was you, I'd be you know shaking in my boots or something like that. Yeah. So he just says some like shit. 
uh, it's kind of upsetting, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they take off on motorcycles. Um, I So on the motorcycles, like they're racing, she starts like revving it up and she's like flying. She's going like 120 and Harold tries to like catch up and he's like, He's like, well, you slow down. He says it like really fucking like weird and shaky. <laughs> Threw a, a motorcycle helmet too. So yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Even, uh, going 120 on a motorcycle with a helmet on, and you you still sound like a fucking dork. Um, <laughs> you're doing the coolest thing. Yeah. You're doing you, you, what Tom Cruise does, and you you're still fucking yeah. it up. <laughs> right. This actually weirdly, I felt like, um this sequence was like pretty well put together. Yeah. Well, like, I feel I like gonna say. I kind of like the sequence. Yeah. yeah. For, for as much of the show is like plotting and directionless, as soon as we're going fast and in a straight line, like yeah. things really snap into focus. Like, you know what it is? I, I mean, this, uh, this little, this scene here of them on the motorcycles and then the, the crash and then him laying there and whatever, like, if you turn the sound off, it plays as like a little short film, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, like if you just took, you know, she speeds up, he speeds up, he tries to get her, he crashes and then she walks away and he's left there. That's like a little, like a silent film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and we're it, always, everything we're is such, illustrated. Here's yeah. the thing about King me. <laughs> we are such champions of visual storytelling we are its greatest supporters. <laughs> and this is this is textbook visual storytelling. But it yeah, is no. Textbook I mean, visual. you compare this to like any fucking scene with dialogue by contrast right. where people are yes. just saying whatever and just standing there and yes. seemingly nothing is happening. Right. They're just delivering their lines and you're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> um yeah, so, uh, right, so Harold, uh, he, he crashes his motorcycle, um, he goes flying up in the air, and he, when he lands, he breaks his leg, and a tree branch goes through his, like, uh, like upper, like, through his back, through the front of his chest, um, not killing him, but injuring him, and then Nadine is like, uh, you know, Harold, you were never part of the, the, you know, you were never meant to, like, whatever, go to Vegas, and she leaves, um, that's also big king trope, right? Like the the bad guy stooge finding out that uh, oh my god, yeah, that he was he's just, just a, a fucking pawn. He's just the, a, yeah, that the demon wasn't trustworthy. <laughs> I I'm thinking of uh, I mean I guess this is technically a hill trope because I'm thinking of uh, fucking lock and key. Oh sure, lock and Sam, key. But Sam Lesser gets it. Yeah, you got the outsider though with mm. that cop. Of course, yeah. of course, of course, of course. Uh. <laughs> um, so our our gang of heroes, uh, they you know a day goes by or whatever, and then um, Harold writes his like final words in a notebook that he has, and then he uh, then he shoots himself in the head. Yeah. Um, the next day, uh, our our heroes they find him, and um, Larry is the only one who's like sympathetic to him at all he kind of sees that like well he knows that like nadine and harold they they were like they were tempted away it wasn't necessarily that they were bad people yeah um you know it was that they they were tempted by 
uh, flag. Interesting, uh, though, because, like, Harold kind of dies insisting that he did it of his own free will. Oh, no. I Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Harold... Harold is probably a... Uh, like, I mean, he's, like... Uh, he is a bad person. Like, obviously. But um, he tells that story in his little, like, in his final moments or whatever, where... He was when he was a kid. He was watching these this other group of kids, um, like rolling, playing in this like on the sand hill and like rolling down this thing. And he never had the courage to do it himself. It looked like so much fun, and he could never do it. And he says, "I wonder if I got up the courage just once to do that. If I would, and if I would have ended up here, right? Mm-hmm. Which like, yeah, the guy, everything, every decision he's ever made." Is based out of fear. Sure. This cat just jumped on me and just fucking took her claws in. This um, is bound to happen. Yeah, I mean. This is what podcasting is all about. These unscripted moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unscripted. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't think... It, don't think for a second Rob didn't adopt those cats with the Patreon money. This is all part of the show, baby. <laughs> This is all part of the show. Smoke and so, mirrors. They're a write-off, baby. <laughs> so, um, you know why they call it a write-off? Because they'll rip the flesh right off your leg. It's true. I guess that's why I call it a write-off. Fucking ugh, bleeding now. Um, Do you need to tend to that? No, no, no. I'm fine. It's on it. It's a. It's a. It's a biohazard if you don't. Oh, You're liable well, for anything that happens to me, henceforth. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> um, so the, the whatever our heroes, they they keep walking. So, and they, so whatever, f- whatever, <laughs> fucking whatever. I've, they uh, and then they come. They come to that like big like. It looks like a big chasm or whatever, um, and it look, looks like it goes on for miles in both directions. So yeah, they have a- to cross it, and of course. Uh, this is where uh, Stu breaks his leg, and he's left in the ditch. Um, they, One will they leave fall. Him there. They, what's that? One will fall, the prophecy oh, yeah. foretold. She, right. She says one will fall um, and not complete the journey. One will fall, but three will die. Yeah. Well, that's pretty tricky wording of yeah. uh, Mother A. Pretty tricky. <laughs> uh, and then oh, pretty soon afterwards... Um, well, the dog, Kojak, uh, stays with Stu. And then the three remaining uh, people, they get picked up by a limousine and driven to Las Vegas, uh, where they meet uh, they meet Lloyd. They fucking... They meet a bunch of all, all of our evil characters here. The whole gang. The whole gang. They throw a, a mock, like, kangaroo court trial kind of thing. Um... And Again, talk about things that go on way longer. Oh my god! It goes on. Okay, it. We're saying it goes. Everything goes on too long. It just there's it goes no on there's like, no arc it, to anything. Right. Yeah. It 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 goes on longer than it should. It's like I don't know. How uh, many different ways does Greg Kinnear have to say the thing he's getting at? Right. Ten. Twenty. Yes. Yes. And it, so right, and Craig, Greg Kinnear's whole thing is once he gets into the court, he he starts like uh, like picking apart their whole system, 
and you know, telling he starts like he introduces the idea to these people that Randall Flag might not be all powerful and he might just be like feeding off of their belief. And the more people their, that believe yeah. in him, the more powerful and, he gets. And specifically their fear. Right? Yes, like he talks fear, about right. their fear a lot. Fear specifically, right. Um, and he, you know, he keeps saying, he says, I would fear, fear no evil. And then what Lloyd ends up shooting him. Um, and yeah, so Larry and Ray are the only, are only two characters left here in Vegas. I did kind of like how Ray, uh, like in Boulder, she seemed like kind of tough. And as soon as like, once she got to Vegas, she's like, I'm a real wimp about pain. Yeah. And she was like, like yeah, when I did they were like handcuffed that. in the pool, they were like, uh, you know, she was crying, crying and shit. Um, yeah. What? Like, okay. So Nadine, right. She's pregnant. They're gonna, she's going to give birth. And they, they showed a couple times of like the baby, like touching, you know, like pushing or whatever. And it looks like there might be a tail in there. There looks like all like, it doesn't look like a normal human baby. This yeah. looks like a spawn of Satan here. Yeah. Come on. Mm-mm. A little dinosaur in there. Yeah. Um, oh, we also do see um, Randall flag in his like true form at one point. Oh, that's yeah. like too, a, huh? Right? Yeah. That it also just looked f- like a guy covered in like burnt like char. <laughs> yeah. Like tempted to call that a king trope also for like it made me feel the way that Castle Rock season one felt when um, that Skarsgård's character turns yeah. into like that weird thing for a second. For a sec, yeah, yeah. For one terrible second. <laughs> yeah. Same sort right. of thing. I mean, like, very dumb, underwhelming, uh, r- true representations of, of the character or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, right. I don't know. It, that that scene, that, that whole sex scene with, like, him and Nadine, right? And, like, it, it goes from, like, uh, almost like a Cinemax softcore movie where like they're, you know, it's like this big red velvety bed that they're on and their candles and shit like that. And then it turns out to just be kind of a hallucination and they're actually in the middle of the desert and mm. they're just like sort of fucking by like candle or a campfire mm. light. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, so Nadine is like, uh, she knows something is wrong with the pregnancy. She's like, she's freaking out and nobody else gives a shit. Like Randall <laughs> flag is like smoking a cigar the whole time. <laughs> so, um, and she's, she calls him out and she's like, like, what did you do to me? Um, you know, and he's basically like, you're going to give birth to, uh, you know, the Prince of darkness. Like, uh, it's going to be great for everybody. You're going to give birth to the antichrist. And women hate that. Oh my god! Women hate Always when you impregnate them with the Antichrist. Yeah. Nag, and this nag, is nag. why. This is why we need to control women's reproductive <laughs> rights. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not. I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Funny joke, though. We can joke. It's fun, and, and it's fun to laugh, isn't it? Yeah. So um, yeah, she um, makes the executive she decision. She's been bamboozled. Yes, what, it, like she realizes that like Flag is full of shit, and he never like loved her, and he ruined her life, her entire life. He's been in her head, and 
and now this is you know she's gonna die giving birth to this antichrist mm-hmm. yeah so she takes the the stone around her neck that flag gave her and breaks a window and jumps out she lands yeah, how do you feel about um people jumping out of like in movies and stuff like the stunt of like falling from a building i i, I fucking love it I, it's I'm good like, you know what i weirdly hate is showing the moment of impact yeah, uh, I agree. I don't. I don't need it. I don't either. Uh, I think there's like there are a few moments of just like needless kind of brutality in this. Yes, definitely. Like, um, I do conversely think it's fine when they show her fucked up head on the platter, right? As like a <laughs> as like a jump scare kind of thing. Um, yeah. That that doesn't bother me as much. But there's something else too, and I'm blanking now. Uh-huh. Um, oh, shit. With Nadine? No, just like there's another moment. Oh, you know what it is? It's when God appears uh-huh. and is just like zapping people and like <laughs> like if we're yeah. if we're supposed to like, you know, on some level empathize with these people who've been like led astray, like I, where where is that, the satisfaction I, in that? I I am a hundred percent with you here. I uh, yeah, the ending, and that's like right. again, that's that's kind of the show trying to have its cake and eat it, where it both wants to stay true to the original, but also be like this gritty, ambiguous, modern telling of the story. Because like, so I don't know, for you know, I think the best version of this, right? Like, it's supposed to play like a morality tale, like a Bible kind of. Yes. Like a right. biblical story. So right. you do kind of have to draw those lines in the sand. So it, th- what this one does, and I don't know if this happens in the book, but like all the stuff about um, like everyone sort of realizing and like renouncing flag yeah. moments yeah, yeah. before they're struck down by God, unless, yep. unless we're to believe that that's like their salvation is just him killing them brutally. Right. Maybe if that's the case, it's definitely not clear. Yeah. In, in this, um, yeah. I mean, so right. So Nadine dies, right? Um, Flag is upset that his uh, his child has been killed, and now he wants to kill uh, Larry and Ray. Uh, so they chain them into in a pool. And at this point, Lloyd is having doubts. Like more people are having doubts. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Lloyd uh, had never actually killed anybody before uh, right. killing freaking what's yeah, his name, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, and um, that really fucked him up. Yeah, right. He's telling uh, Fiona Dora, he's like, I keep, I just, I close my eyes, I see how he was looking at me before I killed him, right. or whatever. It's yeah, like, ooh, you should not have come to lost wages. <laughs> how about that? Yeah. So yeah, they're um, they chain up Larry and Ray to the pool. They're gonna and they, right, fill and they the go, pool. They, so dumb. Uh, I don't know if that's in the book or not, but it's dumb. You know what it makes me think of, like the that the pool filling thing. You ever you ever see ads for the phone game Royal Match? <laughs> <laughs> where it's no, like I don't think so, no. the the game. It's like it's one of those like Candy Crush games where you got like match shapes yeah. or whatever. Sure. But it's like a race against time because there's always a king who's like trapped in a room that's flooding. It's like a cartoon. Oh, yeah, king. Yeah, yeah. You've probably seen it. it. You get ads for it on like every yes. app. Yes. Um, but that's what I think of now. I think of Royal is a real Royal match moment. <laughs> this is funny. 
Um, also, like yeah, I, they. Yeah. Sorry. One more thing about Royal Match. Oh sure. <laughs> Some of the sometimes you get ads that show like the gameplay or whatever. Other times you get ads that are cameos. Like uh-huh. they the company pays for cameos of like okay. Um, John C. McGinley is the one that really stands out in my memory of him being like, "This game is the best. It is relaxing. What? The graphics are so smooth." And I just love that king who's always seeming to find his way into trouble. It's, Can we get John C. McGinley to endorse our video game? Royal what match. Are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Uh, so while this is happening, like Larry and Ray are changed to the pool, and Larry has become like very, uh, very zen about the whole thing, like very calm. He's just like, it's going to be fine. We're going to die here, and it'll be fine. We're just going to go to heaven. Yeah. It'll be great. It's a bit of a baptismo. Exactly. Um, and then uh, uh, Flag puts up on the on the big you know, big screen or whatever. He says, this is the our airport. We're going to load a nuke in there, and we're going to fucking bomb uh, Boulder. And uh, <laughs> for some reason... Uh, you know, we can't just have Trash Can Man. He didn't want Trash Can to just drive to Boulder with the nuke. Uh, he had he wanted him to bring it to Vegas first, and then bring it, and then he could bring it to Boulder yeah. himself. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think he wanted him to bring it into the hotel. Not into the hotel. I think he wanted yeah. him to go to the airstrip, but yeah. you know the Trash Can Man. He is also. When does he light himself fully on fire like that? Do they even show it? No. So he's. That's all from radiation poisoning. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So he's basically like the guy melting from RoboCop. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like all of his hair is basically falling out. Like his skin looks like it's almost like dripping. That's uh, right. Yeah. Like they, he looks uh, like a fucking candle melting. They do. Um, uh, they do show the Geiger counter on, yeah. on his bike, just like going off the charts or whatever. Forgot right. about that. Um. So yeah, uh, trash trash can man uh, brings the nuke into this like area where all of these uh, Vegas people are, and uh, everybody freaks out. They start running away. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, they don't run away yet. First, uh, trash can man gets there and he keeps saying, "You know, my life for you, etc." And uh, at this moment, the hand of God comes up. And it's like, glory. it's just like this dark black cloud uh-huh. that like, but it, it looks like a hand that wraps its fingers around the hotel. And, uh, from the, the hole that Nadine fell through the ceiling, um, you know, these the lightning starts coming in and starts zapping people. And when it zaps these people, they like, uh, I don't know if they evaporate they or something. It's of, like a they, really shitty effect. They evaporate a little bit. I'm so sick of people evaporating and stuff. I know uh, I have a hang up about instantaneous death like that, but it, no, but you're right, it's, man. It means nothing. It that's that's kind of it. It's just like it's so brutal and like, I, yeah. What purpose? What purpose does it serve? What purpose? Yeah. It's also you know what it is. It's just like the easiest effect to put in a show now, right? Because you can just yeah. like put in a giant blood bag digital explosion. Right. You don't need an actor to pretend they're dying at any point. Yeah. You just explosione. 
Right, you explode the ammonia, and this is the way that we make movies now, and it's great, and it's better than it ever was. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, you know what I will say, though? The yeah. effect at the end of episode nine, where the guy's head explodes, where Randall oh, Flank sure. gives him the finger gun. Yeah, yeah. That looked great, I thought, because... Yeah, that, that did look pretty good. It happens kind of slowly. Yeah, yeah. You see his face, like, start to go before it pops. Yeah. I thought that was good. That was good. Um, so, uh, uh, right, people are getting zapped. Uh, everybody's running away from this hotel. And, uh, and you know, the lightning bolts or whatever, they start hitting the nuke. And, and then the nuke goes off, and it fucking blows up Vegas. Yep. Uh, kills everybody there. Um, Except for Larry uh, and Ray, who are safe in the pool. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh wait, no. Hold on. Oh, oh no. They wait. boiled alive in the pool. I, I'm <laughs> getting word that they boiled alive in the pool. <laughs> were they uh, okay? Yes. Because they were underwater. I'm receiving oh, word that God's disciples had it slightly worse than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Dan. Yeah. Here's I, I yeah. Maybe maybe I just don't. Um, uh, maybe I just don't get this whole religion thing. Mm-hmm. You but think it, you? Really, I've I've heard you say it's religious. Is that correct? It, yeah, it is religious. <laughs> religious. Oh, someone's had a few sidecars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like uh, uh, so. Vegas blows up, right? Yeah. And then Stu gets out of the fucking hole and makes his, you know, uh, Franny gives birth to the baby. Stu makes it his way back there. Tom Cullen finds him, brings him back. Then we get the whole epilogue thing where uh, Franny goes down a well. And then in, like, it, basically in the last moments, we see uh, Randall Flagg, uh, butt naked, come out of, like, a lake or something. He, he was talking about this tribe. He showed Franny this tribe earlier. It's like these people, these indigenous people who have not had any contact or encounters with modern man, right? So they're living uh, in the woods, you know, whatever. And Flag comes out of the water and he like, yeah, he, like gives one guy, one guy shoots an arrow at him and, uh, you know, misses, you know. Well, he, ca- Flag, he catches it. Oh, he catches arrow. it. Yeah, yeah. Flag gives him the finger guns and his his head blows up in a pretty cool effect. And then everybody sort of bows down to him and he just, you know, he's just And guess uh, what? He's gotten worshipped. He's gotten his levitation powers back. Do you know what this means? <sighs> means nothing matters? <laughs> no. No, no, no. What does it mean? It means that Randall Flag operates by the same logic as the Santa Claus. <laughs> oh yeah. You have to believe in him or he loses his power. Yeah, or like uh, Tinkerbell. Um, you have to clap to uh, bring Tinkerbell back to life. Exactly. Is that right? Uh, Is that how you... I don't know. I, I remember watching... Clap. There was like a, a, pl- wow. a play like uh, version from the 60s that I used to watch all the time when I was oh, a kid. Oh, when Peter Pan's a girl. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, not my... Hashtag not my Peter Pan. <laughs> That's like that's like famous. Like people love that one, right? Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty famous. What's her um, name? Who plays him? Uh, no clue. Um, 
I, re- I remember it being good though. Like it was, it was like a fun. Yeah, you know, I've definitely watched that more than the Disney cartoon version. Yeah, Mary Martin is her name. Mary Martin, gotta give Mary her flowers. De- oh, definitely. You so, must but, give Mary her flowers. <laughs> you simply must. <laughs> but th- this is what I was gonna say. Uh, what what is the point of any of all of this? Right, like. At the end, Franny says, like, uh, you know, in her, when she was down in the well, she she had these visions, and she knows that uh, there are two sides to the world, a good side and an evil side, right? Sure. It's, like, it's, the, it's the, you know, the cosmic positive, negative bullshit, like, they're always, for there to be good, there needs to be bad, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But this story in particular, right? Mm-hmm. So... At a, at a certain point, our group of five people, they send three people to Vegas. Two of them are killed. One of them is killed immediately. Uh, the, one of, the other one is killed eventually. And then Tom Cullen gets away. He, they send three spies there to record what they see and then bring that information back, which that plan does nothing. Um, then... Uh, our heroes wa- go to Vegas. They walk to Vegas, right? Stu doesn't make it. And then uh, those three people are also killed, right? If none of them did any of it, right? This is sort of like the Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark thing. Yeah. If, uh, if they didn't go to Vegas, if they didn't send anybody to Vegas, Trash Can Man would have just brought that nuke back to the hotel and blown up Vegas. That is yes? that is true. Or God could have come down and blown up Vegas, you would think. At any point. All I can think <laughs> is that, like, that is the... So, much in the same way that Flag needs to be worshipped to have power, which is yeah. described as a bad thing, <laughs> I will sure. say, as a, like, yes. cult of personality, strongman bullshit situation... Uh-huh. What seems to conjure God into the heart of darkness that is New Vegas is yep. um, Ray and Larry in the pool being like, I yes. fear, uh, I'll fear, I shall fear no evil. Right. So, yeah. Right. It's, and it seems like the two of them believing is what brings God about, which, it, again, you like you said, uh, the whole like the idea of like this uh, belief that in the other person, maybe it's that these people are afraid of flag where like, uh, right. They fear they, their whole thing is I shall fear no evil. I shall fear. Right. And they're like, we Uh, very much fear evil. Yes. We very much fear evil. evil, And that's great. Right. Um, Um, so for your fear, you will be zapped. Yes. Um, I guess that, I guess that's the difference, right? Yeah, I guess. But I find that I don't, I don't know. I don't love it. There's also the fact that, like, the whole time the nuke thing is playing out, all I can think about is the conversation from earlier where I forget who, maybe Franny is like, someone someone basically is like, are we all just, like, pawns in this? Like, Mm -hmm. if this is between God and the devil, we're just, like, I don't know. We're We're just, just like, yeah, we're just human shields or whatever. Um, And the answer seems to be yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it does. Um, I, like everything about like the good the good people of Boulder, right? It's all all of their 
everything is just about faith, right? Like they haven't seen any magic or uh, any true representation of God. They all had the same dream about Mother A, but they haven't seen God. Yeah. Right? Uh, where the people of Vegas are afraid of Flag because he can fly and like, he, he, <laughs> you know. Oh, wait. Uh, I did They're like that Much line. for the same reason I am terrified of Mary Martin. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I the line in uh, when they're in court or whatever, and, uh, and Glenn says something to Lloyd like, uh, "Why, why are you so afraid of this guy? He's just, you know, like yeah, uh, I did love feeding that. off of all of your fear." And Lloyd's like, "What are you talking about? The guy he flies, he ate a guy last week. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he brings up some pretty compelling points. I yeah, absolutely. Say. Um. But it seems like these maybe the people of Vegas, uh, because they fear him, because they saw uh, Flag's power, and the more they saw, the more they were afraid of him, and then the more they were afraid, the more powerful he became. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's the difference. Um, that's a, kind of a fucking, in my opinion, kind of a thin line, though. <laughs> um, yeah. You're walking a tightrope there as far as good and evil, you know? I agree. Um, I also thought it was, like, both very heavy-handed and um, kind of didn't... It didn't really, like, add anything or, like, clarify... uh, Or, like, not that it needs to clarify. It just didn't add anything when Franny is talking to Mother Abigail, like... When she's unconscious at the bottom of the well, she's like off in freaking right. dreamland. And uh, <laughs> Franny, fucking, Franny's and napping on the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, Franny is basically like just like a- accusing God of being cruel for like all the yeah. suffering that they've had to endure. Sure. And all really, all Mother Abigail seems to really be able to say is be like, you know, someone else, you know, who else said that? Job. Yeah. Job, the most and, mistreated guy in the Bible. Yeah, right. The guy who fucking like who had to give up everything just because because God because God said, made a bet with the devil. Right. Like because God has a gambling problem. <laughs> now that's my issue. God is a God is such a gambling problem. You can't even stay out of fucking Vegas. You know what I mean? Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying, doggy? <laughs> ruh, ruh, ruh. So he, yeah. I mean, I thought that was like, I don't know. This movie never again uh, wants to have it both ways, where it's like it wants to be this like sophisticated discussion, yes. about religion and like human nature, but it also wants to talk about good and evil in very simple black and white terms. And I do think there's like a utility to a story like that where some, you know, one group of people is unequivocally good and one group of people is unequivocally bad because like then the idea becomes it like represents like kind of your your base impulses, your maybe like your self-destructive tendencies on that's mm-hmm. the evil. And then yeah. the good is like the sort of like, I don't know, discipline and like conviction to overcome that i'm not for me not for me i'm not saying it's for me okay i had a right. big dinner that's okay, not me good. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> um but yeah no i think once you try to you know 
make people complicated in a story like this, it yeah, it it, it kind of ruins it. Yeah, man. I think when you're dealing with maybe like, because I I feel like the idea of good versus evil, right? That's simple enough, mm-hmm. right? And so you you sort of like fit that into whatever your story is. Okay, this is Star Wars. You got the dark side and the Force, right? Okay, yeah. great. You have every every movie where it's like that. It's just sort of like fit into this other thing, but they're telling the story. This this story in particular is only about good versus evil. It feels like, and I don't know. I just by well, the end of it, I it it's it, like Flag ends up. You know, he doesn't die in the explosion, right? He goes on to, uh, you know, have those indigenous people worshiping him so he can regain his power. And that's the final fucking shot of the series. Mm-hmm. To which I say, well, well, then what does any of this matter? Like, we did you, you did nothing. You blew up a bunch of people in Vegas. Good for you. But now, you know, flag is flag still exists. He's still going to do the same shit that he's been doing. Ah, but God also still exists. Great. And so, and so, which is my point, which, what are we doing? But I mean, it just goes on forever. It is just like, yeah, the idea is that it goes on forever. And the best you can hope is to maintain the balance, right? Like it's, uh, you know, uh, Randall goes to that indigenous tribe, and Stu and Franny go to Maine. They wa- <laughs> they wash up on the shores of Maine, do the same sure. thing. They do finger guns, except everyone's like, oh, that guy's cool. They don't blow anybody's <laughs> heads, maybe just some minds. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. It is like, there's no. I, I, I like those finger guns. <laughs> there is only like a temporary triumph over evil, which I, that I don't, I don't think I mind that. That feels. Yeah. I, I don't maybe I don't mind it with the story I guess after watching nine hours of this I'm like I just yeah. wanted a more f- a fucking satisfying ending yeah um that's like I, I the the bomb going off in Vegas right that's that's the climax you can't get any bigger than a nuke right right and then you know he uh you know there's a whole other episode an epilogue of you know Aunt, uh, Franny falling down the well etc right <laughs> such uh, contempt for Franny falling down the well do we have well, it's just so I, fucking stupid I know. And it's a complete waste of my time it's a total waste of time what do you think about and, mother abigail regenerating yeah right so mother abigail dies at a certain point and then she she regenerates she comes back as a I don't know she's like daughter like Abigail 12, yeah like a child Abigail maybe like 12 13 years old or so luckily this 13 year old who's been living on a farm by herself I guess knows how to work the winch on a pickup truck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but she she disappeared afterwards right oh did she maybe I, I thought so that's um, dumb too <laughs> it I know it's it's De- Deus ex Mother Abigail. Uh, fucking. That's the that's the other comes thing. Out of nowhere, right? Like we see God. We see the hand of God come down from heaven and yeah. destroy a city. And then, much like Franny falling down the well, is like not the same stakes. So too is like the hand of glory. The hand of glory. <laughs> so too is a 
12-year-old, like, tween Abigail. Yeah. Not as, you know, like, satisfying as the hand of God coming down from heaven. Not, not, nothing it's, in that final episode is a satisfying ending. Yeah. Uh, like, what, in my uh, opinion, uh, it could have just ended with uh, Franny and uh, Stu driving off. Yeah. Like, away from Boulder, going to start a new life in Maine. And, like... Yeah, like, setting up a... That's the thing. I don't care that Flag doesn't die. I think there's something to that idea that, like, you know, you can't eradicate evil from the world just like you can't eradicate good from the world. Sure. But to depict it as this, like cliffhanger like next season on the stand <laughs> i think that's what bugs me so much about it yeah yes it th- maybe that maybe that's what bugs me the most i guess is that it, in this context of this show that sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> like that ending of him like floating there naked with like the austin powers like everybody's like moving in different ways to block his penis <laughs> Um, that's an unsatisfying ending Mm. to this story. Yeah. It's also like, there's a weird sort of, you know, sorry to use a, 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 an undergrad Tumblr word here, but like, there's a real colonialist bent to the idea that like with, don't roll your eyes at me. Cause I'm right. Like the idea that (laughs) just the idea that like without Christian God, you are a savage who will be seduced by the devil. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. Uh, you're right. That, that is kind of how it ends. It was annoying of me to bring it up though. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) No, we should talk more about colonial in these movies. So we watch, I have, I have no further knowledge to apply to this conversation. (laughs) Unfortunately, um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean like that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Obviously like the whole thing, like the, like framing this as like an explicitly like religious thing. And I get that, you know, it feels like they're trying to transcend that a little bit by having flag be like, uh, an it, like a Pennywise type monster who feeds on fear or whatever. Right. And just having God be like a ball of light. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, I, th- I think it's just this adaptation of The Stand is it feels uneven. The pacing feels weird. Did you notice, too, that like um, where we cut it off, where we like uh, divided the episodes between uh, this week and two weeks ago? Uh, none of these episodes had flashbacks in them. It was just the first five episodes yeah. that had flashbacks, right? So yeah. it's not something that absolutely, I, I, you know, I don't beating. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but fucking so annoying <laughs> that we had those flashbacks that added nothing and took away tension. Oh yeah. And now, like, and then you know these last four episodes or whatever, there's actually like things sort of happening. And and then we get the fucking epilogue, which is like, it it's this big crescendo in Vegas, and then this steep drop off and like elongated yeah. 
That fucking, why couldn't that have yeah. been fifteen minutes at the end of episode eight? That's what I'm saying. Like it could have they could have wrapped it up. They could have avoided the whole well. Yeah, all of that because I like the whole Franny not having uh, like a hero moment or anything. I agree with that. That's like the whole story. Uh, is like it, you know, right? If barely t- involves her yeah. like doing anything of substance. Like she, she if you gets, take that away, her yeah. heroism is. It begins and ends with Mother Abigail telling her that she's gonna produce like seventy grandchildren. <laughs> sure, right? Like her, she is just a baby making machine. If you take <laughs> right. if you take away the well thing, so I agree. I fully agree with that impulse. I don't know about slapping it on at the end. That almost feels worse to have yes. her thing be this thing totally separate from the plot. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just like, yeah, I mean, oh, let's throw right. the girl a bone <laughs> right? before she ruins even, her figure. <laughs> even if like they, they kept that conversation where mother, mother a says, you know, you're going to have 70 grandkids, but it just, it, they placed it, before the ending, before mm. they left Boulder, like, you know, maybe when she's still pregnant with the baby, like, you yeah. know, she's whatever. I don't know what, or, I, but like, or mother Abigail says, you're going to have 70 grandkids. And then there's a record scratch and she goes, what? <laughs> uh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about it just doesn't feel right at all. Yeah, right. And like I I I, I don't know. I don't think he, even when Franny like warns everybody about the bomb, like she she runs up to Stu and says bomb and then Stu is the one who is like there's a bomb. He starts yelling and trying to get people out, right? Yeah. It's not even her that's she's just sort of the messenger, <laughs> right? There, yeah. Right? Like that even that like she can't have. I I I I don't know. I feel bad for this character who is just sort of like, I don't know, the object of these men, you know, Harold's affection in the beginning. And she's creeped out by him. Then she falls in love with Stu and she's like, she's there. Like she contributes she, to the, the conversation and everything like that. But like, as far as action that she is doing, she's pregnant and she's not. Yeah. You know, her, her not, job is just to like worry about what everybody else is doing. Right, which and it sucks. sucks. Yeah, it totally sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, I this is I, I don't know. I didn't, didn't care for this at all. <laughs> do you? Do you? I kind of. I want to read the stand. I know it's like eleven hundred pages. We don't have to do it for the show. I'm just yeah. saying. I really want to read this book because I get the like. There are things about this that feel too modern for it not to have taken some liberties. Sure. And I'm kind of wondering to what degree it took liberties. Obviously, like if Stephen King is like directly involved, right? Like he, uh, he he wrote, he wrote on that ninth episode. Mm -hmm. That's interesting (laughs) in and of itself. Sure. And I just like, I don't know. It's, it's the book. It's like the, arguably the seminal that's the story yeah like that the book is the story right right it's like that's the one that the the king heads love the true yeah. constant readers will tell you oh you gotta read the stand yeah 
I think, I don't know. I, I feel like, well, I, I watched the, the original miniseries, whatever, right? And then I watched this when it was on, like as it was coming out, I was watching this and I thought, I thought it was bad back then. And then, which was only, you know, uh, I guess three years, three years ago. ago. Yeah. And if uh, rewatching it now feels like too soon from like the last time I watched it, you know? So I'm, I'm, I am very much like, I don't want to hear this story again yeah. right now. Yeah. Fair. But um, I, I, I do, I, I do understand that impulse to be like, I want to read the, the fucking, the original intended story. Yeah. Cause this just like, I mean, this is a <clears throat> classic case of like, it's, it's content and derogatory. It's content. It's oh, this is content. This is pure fucking yeah. content. Like this is not a show. This is not a no. TV show. We are not really telling much of a story here. It's just sort of just there's just like a, it, it's like riding in a lazy river. It just like <laughs> nothing happens, and then you just you just nothing sticks with you. Yeah. Nothing like yeah. I know. Nothing happens, and you go under a big waterfall, but then you just keep going. Nice and smooth. And then it gets lazy again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then your tube falls down the well. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else to say about the stand before we get into segments? No. <laughs> let's keep this thing moving. All right. Let's do. Uh, let's do an old favorite. Let's do. Oh, that hurt my parts. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, this oh, time. That hurts my parts. <laughs> this time. <laughs> You know what? What the hell? Let's do Oh, That Hurts My Parts. <laughs> An oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That Hurts My Parts. You know, I, I, I trash can man, that's pretty bad. Uh, trash can but man is pretty bad. Trash, <laughs> trash can man's pretty bad, but I do think, like you said, it's crazy as hell, and thankfully someone's doing something crazy, even if it's terrible. It's it, I have to any one of these movies needs somebody doing something crazy. Yeah, I have to say, it's, you know, um, it's like the with that tweet that's like, uh, apologize for my earlier remarks about ISIS. You do not under any circumstances got to give it to them. <laughs> um, except in this case, you do got to give it to Ezra Miller. Right. <laughs> uh, he's at least trying some stuff. So. I really, yeah, I stand by what I said earlier. I think the fucking listening to Stu and Glenn, their dynamic, I thought was just so incredibly boring. And I don't know why I'm rooting for two Flanders, like <laughs> Atheist Flanders and normal Flanders. <laughs> yep. Stu is very like, uh, just sort of like. You know, he curses and whatever. He seems like he may have lived somewhat of a life, but he seems real hunky-dory right now. <laughs> 100%. He's just like a corn-pone asshole. Like, 100%. Yeah. You know what it is? It's like, it's very... They, all these personalities or lack of personalities, they're, yeah. they remind me of like HGTV... Uh, like hosts or something, where it's like... There's nothing really to them. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if you're real or yeah. fucking AI or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when they have those yeah. moments of just like the most 
<clears throat> boilerplate banter, like doing the thing where you're like, wish I could say the same. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't mean it either. Like, that's nothing. That's yeah. That is like a placeholder. Yeah. 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 And that sucks. I would have rather had just like a, like a card, like an editor's card. That's like insert, like banter reshoot here. Like I would, yeah, yeah. if they would have acknowledged that they didn't have anything for that moment, I would have, at least they would have been honest with me. Um, yeah, I think for Glenn, even though like most of the things that Glenn says make sense and I might even agree with some of them, the way that everything he says is presented is the most smug bullshit fucking boomer liberal nonsense. (laughs) And every fucking time, every time he says anything, whether it's like, uh, you know, like contrarian to the the conversation that's going on at the moment, or like, or he's accepted like, uh, you know, he started the, the whole series as an atheist, and now he believes in God because uh, you know of all the things that he's seen. Like it's fucking you know whatever. Everything, every bit of it, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that character, and. Every time he opened his mouth, it hurt my parts. <laughs> I thought Greg, I thought wow. Greg Kinnear did a, a good job as that character. I don't think he was bad by any means. <clears throat> I just, I really just don't care for that character. Totally, totally. Yeah, I think in general, the issue that I have with the good guys is they yeah. don't act like they just lived through the end of the world. At yeah, all. Man. They just like to your point, Glenn's just like he's still just like boomer academic guy. Yeah, he's he's sitting there, he's vaping, just like sort of pontificating. And that's fine. Know, philosophizing about some shit. Like, I think that's <laughs> fine if it's in contrast to the rest of the group, right? Like right. you know, I've expressed my admiration for Michael Caine's character in Children of Men. I yes. like that idea of a guy who's just kinda like he's like, I've already been through too much shit to care about yeah. this. Right. But everybody else is just kind of like, well, we're going to act like that never happened. And we're going to do a farmer's market on Saturdays. <laughs> we're going to, yeah. we're going to shovel the bodies and then you can get coffee from the food truck and we'll all dress in LL bean. Cause it's free now. <laughs> right. <clears throat> There is just like, uh, there is this yeah. like very sort of, it does feel like, I don't know, centrist lib fantasy of like what life could be. Sure. <laughs> I hate it. Yep. I hate it so yeah, much. Of course. I hate it so course. much. <laughs> they're, they're all so boring and part of, you know, like. It, I mean, that that is a problem with telling a story about good and evil is that the the evil characters are always going to be more interesting and more interesting to watch on screen. Yeah. Like it, it, again, going back to like star Wars, you have Luke Skywalker who is a glass of milk versus <laughs> Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> what, what you, like, you know, like it's not even close. Yeah. Um, but I th- like having if you have uh, the characters having doubts or like f- existing maybe in some sort of a gray area before uh, before they truly like 
uh, believe or something, right? Yeah. It seems like as soon as everybody gets to Boulder, they're like, everybody is like on board. They like may question a couple of things, but they just go along with everything. Totally. The, Mother Eight comes back from the woods and she's like, four of you have to go to Vegas right now. Right now. <laughs> and then she dies. Better and they're do like, what do you she think says. she was serious about it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess. I don't know why we're doing this, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and then the so most. Same, like, Nick, like, uh, just blowing up, right? <laughs> like, that character. What is Nick's purpose? Is, like. Nick I, allegedly, I, 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 and we only know this through dialogue, his. <laughs> His alleged purose was to be the leader, like right and, the voice of God yes, or whatever. And right. Mother Abigail says flat out, I guess I was wrong about <laughs> she's just like, well, I thought it was him, but he he went esplosione, so yeah, I guess uh, it's may- Stu. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I should get- <laughs> Stu. <laughs> you're you're I, you're it. Actually, yeah. I'm receiving word. <laughs> I guess it's Harold. Wait, what did Harold do? Oh, not him. Um, Stu, it could be you now. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. You, th- you think Mother A was just gassing uh, Nick up like the whole time? She's just like, "You're gonna lead these people. You're you're the man." Like, and that's why he's always hanging out around <laughs> there. He's like, you know, "Well, whatever. I'm I'm in line for a promotion." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I you know, I want to I want to show the boss that I you know. I, I, I come to work early, leave late, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So all of these things hurt our parts. Yes. But it wasn't all bad, right, Dan? Um, we'll oh. see. <laughs> this is Shining Moments. Daddy! All right, Dan. Shining Moments. I just... I I can start. I I have a shining moment for myself. Okay. Um, I I I mean I really liked the motorcycle crash with Harold. Mm -hmm. That that little part there, that you know, little two minute scene, I thought was really good. I thought the the effect of him like, uh, obviously like he didn't actually uh, do the stunt, but I thought the stunt looked good. Yeah. Um, and like, and the, the him like being all like for like fucked up and tangled in the tree looked pretty it's a great. Cool. Yeah, it's like a good shot. It's like a, it's an right. interesting looking shot for once. And like, I sort of feel like, uh, I don't know. I like uh, I like his uh, the little the thing he wrote at the end there, where he was basically like, I know I'm a piece of shit. Um, you know, I do apologize for it, but I did it. I. Like, yeah, there's no excuse. I just fucking did it, and and then he he signs off. He's like, uh, he says something like, "I'm gonna sign off with a name that uh, I couldn't accept in Boulder, but I can accept it now." And he signs it Hawk. Yeah, which is what which his I buddy, thought was nice. His buddy called him. Is that right? Right, yeah. right. I actually really liked that, and it felt like the only it, it, character who had an arc. Yeah, you know, in the whole fucking thing. Right. Everybody else is sort of like on their path from the very beginning. Like Stu doesn't change. Like he has no shift in any of his character. Glenn, like Larry becomes, uh, you know, he gets off of drugs, but he like, which makes him a less selfish person, I suppose. But uh, I I don't, it doesn't feel like he like shows up in Boulder having 
fully adopted Joe, basically, right? Right. Like, he is fully self-actualized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. You know, like that's what that first half of the show should have been. Is like if that's how we're going to spend the second half, right? Give us that instead of doing it all off yes. screen. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Um. So I. So shining moment. I think the motorcycle crash was was very good yeah um um i agree i have two shining moments okay one we didn't talk about and the other we didn't talk about directly so the one we didn't talk about at all yeah is that mick garris cameo uh he's at yes. a barbecue <laughs> in the last yeah. episode he's just there with a yeah. there with a freaking frankfurter what do you want yeah he's just, he's hanging out he's ha- grabbing some hot dogs so funny to just see like a big party full of normal looking people and then a witch a witch appears <laughs> yeah getty yeah. lee just uh, materializes <laughs> in the middle of this normal party for normal people he is a getty lee looking motherfucker yes, he isn't is. he um and then the other one my other shining moment yeah. was remembering Matt Frewer's performance as the trash can man <laughs> as my other shining. Just remember. Yeah. Cause I watched it and I thought about the better one and that was fun for me <laughs> thinking yeah. about that instead. Right. Um, Should we get into right. our running list of King tropes? We got a few King of tropes. Them. King Drops! If you said it before you just say so, we'll add it to our running list of King Drops. Why are all the children always evil? Why so many one letters for people? Can you want it to? Why are all the children always evil? Can you want it to? Why so many one letters for people? Can you want it to? Why there always gonna be a greaser? Can you want it to? You just need to trust this guy's go to bloodline device. I drive a great distance just to. Die. King Tropes. You know, I've done a full 180. I like the song again. <laughs> Good. I, yeah. I like the song. I'm back in on it. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk. We, of course, uh, I'll, I'll just list off some ones we already talked about yeah. here. Going into the woods to find the voice of God, of course, from yep. Castle Rock season one. Of course. Uh, Wife in the Well from 1922. Am I getting that year? Yeah, twenty. I mean, yeah, falling. I have falling down a well in general. Nineteen twenty-two. Uh, it rats coming out of the well. Nineteen twenty-two. Yeah. Rat bite, getting uh, bit by a rat. That's big. Nineteen twenty-two. Dolores, Dolores Claiborne also falling down a well. Yes, yes. I guess rat uh, bite. You could probably also give it up for. Uh, oh yeah, the, graveyard graveyard shift. shift. Yeah, <laughs> shows big, over. Big rat bite in that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad guy Stooge realizes he's just a pawn. The outsider, yep. lock and key. Uh, hands of glory. <laughs> hands of glory. <laughs> um, I have uh, non vampire familiar, uh, familiar dies brutally. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Who's this now? So, I mean, uh, Harold here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, you know uh, the fucking the cop and the outsider. What's his name uh, from uh, Salem's Lot? Yes, gets hey, absolutely a, rocked. 
in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, gets his fucking block knocked off. A bad guy um, who feeds on fear. Yeah. That could be oh, the- any number of things. But here's a trope <laughs> within a trope. Yeah. A bad guy who feeds on fear played by a scars guard. Ah. That's pretty good, huh? That is pretty good. Not going to get another one of those. This no, time, probably, no, uh, two, two truly know. makes a trope in this case. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Um, we didn't talk about King alums. Well, I'll, we'll do that after, after we do tropes. Um, the, the use of perfect day. Um, <laughs> ugh. That, uh, that might be what yeah. one, one of yeah. like one of the great, songs <laughs> one of the great american songs you're just gonna do that yeah. um let's obviously traveling a great distance just to die naturally this is everybody is fucking doing that <laughs> um yeah captain trips of course oh, that yeah. old familiar friend um that maine son of a bitch the state of maine that's a bit yeah. of a trope um, you know, it's an interesting sort of like subversion of a trope. What's here. that? Love the it. writer character being an evil son of a gun. Yeah. 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 I did notice that like it, at the, at the end, sort of, especially when he was writing his, his death note. Um, I was like, this guy is just, he's gotta be a writer. Mm-hmm. To the very end. Yeah. yeah. That's just his deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, by the end, there's a, there is a bit of sympathy for for Harold. Yeah, even though he does like commits atrocities, um, he does right. It's it's very much the sort of like midnight mass thing of like in your dying moments, sort of repenting yeah. and realizing all you've done wrong. Yes. Um, which yeah, uh, I think there's something. Any to other that. tropes? I have cornfields, of course. Of course, of course. Um. Hate to say it, but magical black characters. Oh, oh yeah. Your John Coffees. Your John Coffees. Um, your. Is there another one? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, kind of Dick Halloran. Not really. Yeah, kind of. Well, kind, yeah, kind of. I bit. mean, he's magic. Yeah, he's, he's magic. got magic to him. He's I as mean, magic he like- as Danny, I guess. Yeah, I mean he. Yeah, he's a magical figure who's guiding, uh, you know, a little white boy. Yeah. Uh, that's all the tropes that I have. Um, of course, uh, there's the sort of like found family, chosen family of survivors. Yeah, it's a big one. Chosen family. Yeah. Yep. Um, we, I'm sure there are more. Yeah, the, I'm sure. Let's there call are. it. We got some good new ones in there. Yeah. Um, I did want I, I guess I forgot to point this out. I know we talked about o, Owen Teague, uh, the guy who plays Harold being in it. Yep. But he was also in cell, which I don't <laughs> remember if we talked about that or not. <laughs> I don't either, but, but who could remember? Who was he? Oh yeah. Who can remember that movie? And I know I had to look up a picture of him from that movie because I don't, I did not remember it. And Wait, remember when they go to that like weird boys school? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the the boys. Um, Wait, I okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But 
he also played Sam Lesser in the Lock and Key TV movie. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. We did. Okay. Well, it's news <laughs> we to did. me. We, oh, right. There, we yes, this is the yeah, yeah. the thing with Danny Glover and Samantha Mathis that yes, and Nate Cordry. <laughs> yeah sorry nate cordry if you're listening to the show sorry for laughing at the mere mention of your name i (laughs) simply forgot you existed and then laughed when i saw how much you look like rob cordry that is fun um and so the other guy uh i'm gonna fuck up his first name here it's like eon it's E I O N. I think that's Bailey? I think that's pronounced Owen. No way. I'm pretty sure. I think it's. Is that like a uh, uh, Irish, like Gaelic sort of uh, spelling of it or something? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm almost positive here. Ian or Owen? Owen. It's Owen. Owen. Yeah. How about that? Or maybe Ian. It's spelled differently. I don't know. Oh, All right, jeez. I'll, I'll get to the bottom yeah. of this. Ah, jeez. Ah, well, anyway, uh, he, uh, that actor, is the guy who played. He's a DVD collector guy. Um, you know, that's friends with Harold, right? Gets shot. Yeah. Um, he was also in Nightmares and Dreamscapes uh, episode Crouch End. Really? The one where like yeah, yeah, they get lost. Crouch yeah. End is the like Lovecraft one. Lovecraft, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I was, I, I, I didn't, I, I did not remember it either. Um, I had to, I was like clicking around through some of these people, like their IMDb's, to see if there were any connections. Yeah, and I found that one. I'm always. Every once in a while, like some random actor will be, will have been in an episode of Nightmares and Dreamscapes, <laughs> um, which is weird because it's only like f- whatever se- six or seven episodes. Is uh, J.K. Simmons is he a King alum? Not a King alum. That's crazy. He's been in everything, and there are so many of these fucking movies. I know. I I thought the exact same thing. Like some of the bigger actors that make cameos, right? Um, like. J.K. Simmons, uh, fuck it. Who who else was in like? Um, oh, well, yeah, Hamish uh, Linklater, right? Like, uh, I thought he was in something. He was just in obviously Midnight uh, Mass, yeah, Midnight Mass, which is where I got confused. But I always, I, whenever there's like a big actor in one of these King movies, I'm like, they have to have been in in one of these fucking things, no? Yeah. Like a their first role in like Corn Kids Five, nothing. All right. Uh, uh, thanks. So okay. thanks for reminding me uh, of Hamish Link later, though. That was really yeah, really good time. of you. <laughs> um, we also got a King cameo, which again I don't remember. I don't think we talked about it on the last episode. Ah, I'm sick. <coughs> ah, I got a big goiter. <laughs> I'm not feeling so hot. Yeah, I feel like dog shit. <laughs> um, when Nick and uh, I think I did talk about this, but whatever. When Nick and Tom Collin are running away from Julie when uh, she's shooting at them uh, in like the furniture store, yeah, uh, they they take shelter in a bus stop, and there's an ad in the bus stop for like some sort of uh, like a senior citizens living situation. 
and it's all these like elderly people sitting around like a table, and he's one. Of <laughs> is the he really? At the table. I totally missed yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's a great like deal a of fucking, fun. Yeah, watching these King movies, it's like, where's Waldo every time? Like, where, is he gonna pop up? Where, where's he gonna be? You know? <laughs> yeah, you could not do that with Mick Garris. You could not insert him <laughs> <No>. into <laughs> a, yeah. a shot of people who would be. In, Allowed to live yeah. in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, why they let that witch stay? Yeah. <laughs> you, you like you walk in, Grandpa Mick, and they're the people working there. Just like no, no, turn around, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope, not no, here. No, no. Nope. <laughs> um, you know, uh, another. I'm looking through my notes here. Just one thing, real quick, was when um, Larry and Ray are chained up in the pool. And uh, Lloyd is talking to them. I think the water is all CGI because it looks like absolute dog shit. <laughs> and it doesn't look like they're reacting. Like the water is not reacting to them and their movements and vice versa. You know, it just all sort of looks weird and in, like, I don't know, uh, unnatural. CGI water, huh? I think. Oh, you know who's in this? Although I don't know who this... Do you know who Norris is? Do you know which character Norris is? Um, Is he one of the guys at the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know who this is. Alex Krychek from The X-Files. I know. Fucking Krychek. I did not clock Krychek even once. I guess we can't yeah. do our segment clocking Krychek. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can't. Um... And the end of segments, which just leaves our... Well, not our end of segments. I'm sorry, Dan. End of I, segments. I, Ridiculous I, thing yeah, to yeah. say at this end point of, in the show. No, we have plenty of segments left. I'm sorry. Um, this is our segment, Where Was uh, Slimer? This is Where Was uh, Slimer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm having an allergic Yeah, you gotta stop rubbing the cat. cat on your face while we're recording. <laughs> this is... Look, we sort of... Go on. We share... On. We share hosting duties. We share production duties. This is me putting on my producer hat, telling you to stop <laughs> rubbing the cat on your face while you're recording. You're, uh... You are correct. <laughs> you can wear her like a neck pillow that you wear on an airplane, <laughs> but you cannot have her directly under your nose. Yeah. Anyway, this is where it was Slimer, uh, and we will not be discussing the boogers running down Rob's face, but instead talking about where Slimer was in the stand. Yeah. Rob? Where was he, Dan? He was all over everybody else's faces. They had boogers. And also... <laughs> When they got the yeah. goiters, oh yeah, kind of looking like Slimers, don't you think? I, yeah, I, I kind of think that a trash can man, when he showed up at the mm. hotel, looked like he got slimed. Yeah, he's you know? a bit of a Slimer. And this is yeah. Where Was Slimer. So that was Where Was Slimer, which brings us to our pen ultimate segment, I Am DB. This is IMDb, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score on IMDb.com. Rob, yep. 28,000 souls. 
It's a lot. 28,000 souls logged on to mm-hmm. imdb.com, the most useful website on the internet, and awarded the stand 2020, Barbara Walter style, <laughs> a weighted average user score of 5.7 out of 10 stars. Rob, how's this sit with you? I mean, it's pretty close. I probably would have given it like four and a half. I don't like it's not unwatchable, but it's not enjoyable, though. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I do. It has some crazy moments. Uh, Bobby Terry. Yeah, is a good moment. Bobby that, Terry's that also doing in the a running. lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Uh, that was in the running for a shining moment. You yeah, know? Um, I think it's way too but, high. I. You want it? This is yeah. interesting. The breakdown of ratings, right? We talk about the weighted average. Yeah. For those at home who don't know how weighted average works, it factors in the number of um, ratings that each number of votes that each rating got, right? So, like, yeah, whichever say the most people gave it a five, that is factored in more heavily to the overall score. The oh, yeah, the most. Like the high, the most frequent rating this got was a one from nine from almost 20% of the people who rated this, which like feels a lot like stinky King diehards being like, it wasn't true to the original. I've, I've watched, uh, things that I would consider a one. And this isn't a one. It's not a one. It's I get a, it. I, like, I don't like it. I don't want to watch it again, but it's not a one. It's a healthy three for me, I think. Okay. Yeah. I didn't... I thought it was insanely boring. The greatest it's, sin. It, <laughs> so boring for a show about the apocalypse. How can you uh, <laughs> take the fun out of the apocalypse? Good Lord. <laughs> um, You know, Randall Flagg and his crew, they tried to keep the fun in. Yeah, they tried to keep the party going. Also, He's- I thought it was very silly that they, like, on the way into New Vegas, you see people being, like, beaten in the streets. Like, clearly for fun, yeah. people just, like, attack each other here. And yeah. then everyone acts horrified when there's some, like, violence in the hotel or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess no. it's John Wick rules. You don't you don't kill anybody yeah, yeah. in the hotel. Yeah, I know. that. The whole Vegas thing, uh, just the, it really inconsistent with like the vibe that they're going for. Is it like some sort of Sodom and Gomorrah nonstop orgy? Is it Mad Max? It, like, what is this fucking? More what than, kind of city are you building? More than anything, the vibe I got was kind of like idiocracy. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what ultimately it is. It's just like a bunch of fucking dummies just doing yeah. like the dumbest shit. They're like, oh, I got my dick caught in a stapler because I tried to fuck it. <laughs> like, you know, you can do that uh, here. You know, no one will tell yeah, you not to. There's no rules about uh, fucking uh, any of the office. Uh, yeah. So that's you know. trash can man. But that's stapler, man. <laughs> You're probably going to want to stay away from those two guys. <laughs> At least the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so, a, yeah, I would, yeah, I would say a 4.5 is where I would sit with this. Yeah. Um, well, that's very generous of you. You can, yeah, you can keep it. Guy. That's, that's what I would say. It's all you. Yeah. Fair. 
I guess that brings uh, us to our final segment, huh? It sure does, Dan. All right, let's do it. All right. Show's over. Show's over. That was a Show's trick. Over. Go home. It's over. Go away. Go ahead. Go back to yeah. Maine and reproduce and stay away from the wells. That's all right. Okay. Um, Dan. Yeah, Rob. Dan, Dan. Yeah, Rob. Now that we're at, at in our final segment here, show's over. Um, of course. The real show begins. I have to. Oh, what? Yeah. Of course, I have to bring up the fact that I forgot to... Uh, talk plug the Patreon at patreon.com slash kingmepod at the beginning of the show. You and me both, brother. Or read off those uh, lovely uh, reviews that Fuck. people left for us on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> should we, can we, like, what if we just mm, record? We can't do it. We can't record no, something and put it at the it. beginning of the episode? Can't do it. All right. Well, it won't. It will not make. It'll be so jarring for everybody. If we're like, hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we just want to remind you. We just want to remind you to head over to Patreon.com/slash KingMePod. Sign up for our Patreon feed. You get bonus weekly bonus content. Bonus. And also remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your little talky program. Uh, just <laughs> listening to it uh, on your way to work instead of talking to people. And you go ahead and do that, and maybe we'll read it on the show. Uh, uh, for example, uh, we got a couple new ones here to read off to you right now. Uh, could we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? Can we do that? <laughs> no, we probably can't do that. No, no, no. Mother. We'll get him. We'll get him next time. We'll get him. We'll get him next time when, in a couple weeks, when we talk about Lizzie's story. What the hell is? I think it's Lisey's story. Lisey's story. Okay. I think. I mean, that makes more sense. What I said is not uh, a name. Lisey yeah, at least well, sounds. I didn't like Lisey. <laughs> okay, Julianne Moore, <laughs> Clive Owen, Children of Men reunited at last. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all in on this Apple TV original. I'm all out. <laughs> this, wait a second, I'm out. This this <laughs> reeks of content. Oh, Dan, this is gonna be content. This is such fucking content. What? Okay, yeah, I'm seeing that one of the kids from It is cast in this. Yep. No, that's that's pure content. Ugh. <laughs> It's not that Finn Wolfhard, is he? No, it's uh, Dane right, DeHaan, who plays uh, uh, freaking Richie, right? No, not Richie. What's his name? No, I don't think that guy, the kid's in It. That guy's not in It. That kid's not in It? Nah, man. He just looks like a kid who would be in the movie Wait, It. Wait, <laughs> that's not him? <laughs> nah, man. That's an adult? That's a that's a grown up boy. Oh my own! I could have sworn that was it. What's that kid's name? <laughs> this is crazy. I know, I know. Oh my god, um, this is so crazy. Oh man, oh man, I'm fucking freaking out right now. But Joan Allen is in it. We'll get. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Um. So it's eight episodes long. So we're pro- <laughs> this is like when <laughs> Lisa's pro- played by the Estonian dwarf. I fully got tricked. You did. You got tricked. Oh my god! What's you? You thought he was a stuttering Bill. I right? did think he was young Bill. Yeah, Jaden Martell. I thought he was Jaden Martell. He looks a lot no. like him. 
They do have a similar, I'm going to say worm-like look. <laughs> they, do look they are worm boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are. If either one of them played Earthworm Jim, I would, I would buy it. Oh. I would get into it. Who would you, who's. That's what we need. An earthworm gym like movie. Earthworm gym movie. Yeah, we gotta like. That's my return with a V. That's let's <laughs> let's start making shit like that again. Who would you? Who's your perfect earthworm gym? Ah, great question. I mean, oh, it's such a perfect gym. <laughs> I, I cast him me. as well, Rupert it, Grint. That was just. Is it a? Uh, is that a real person? Rupert Grint? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He plays uh, Ron Grant? Weasley. He's that guy. Oh, he's that Ron Weasley kid. That rotten <laughs> Weasley kid. Oh, that rotten it, Weasley. If uh, uh, if it's an animated movie, if we're just talking like voiceover. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I kind of feel like Bill Hader would be a, a good That's pick. That's not bad. You know what? Right? Like, Honestly, if this were like at the in the era of earthworm jim yeah i mean it's got to be jim carrey right i mean yeah of course yeah. he's earthworm jim carrey <laughs> shit i didn't even think of that um <laughs> you know actually who's proven this is kind of an outside the box pick but they have a record of like they've proven that they can play worm heidi klum Heidi Klum. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You've seen the she pictures does. of her in the worm costume, certainly. She does. Yeah, she does play a worm. Yeah. Um, you know who else uh, has uh, worm experience? Is uh, Brad Dourif? Phase on Love. Oh. Who's on Phase on, Who's Phase on Love? Phase on Love is, um, you know, in the, you know, Elf, right? In the movie Elf? Yeah. The guy who, like, sort of runs the department store. The guy who's. Yeah, uh, he plays a worm. Uh, he plays in the movie Friday. He plays a character named. Worm. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's I a see. little bit of a, little bit of wordplay trickery. That's pretty there. good. That's pretty good. I'm having it. I'm trying well, to have a good time. I said Brad Dourif. I thought you were going Grima Wormtongue. Ooh, Brad Dourif would be an interest, a, an a interesting slimy choice. Worm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Bring back Earthworm Jim. Um, Maybe this is not. You know what? Don't. Do all right. It. So uh, the s- earthworm, the creator of earthworm Jim has bad policy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like a bad guy. Really? He's like a, I think, yeah, I could have sworn I heard he's like a January 6th guy. <laughs> he stormed the Capitol with that gun, that Ray gun. Yeah. Yeah. That big fucking <laughs> barrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, did we talk about how they got Jay Johnston? We don't have to talk about it, but. Jay Johnston. Oh, Jake Johnson would. He would. Jake no, Johnson not Jake Johnson. Jay Jay oh, Johnston from. Oh no. Mr. Show, who was at January sixth. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 They got him. Like officially, yeah, like, uh, yeah. he's in trouble. Yeah, fish- <laughs> yeah, because he did a January sixth. <laughs> you can't listen. There are a few dates on the Gregor- the Gregorian calendar that you can't do. January 6th, <laughs> 9-11. And that's basically it for right you now. You can do 4th of July. You can do a 4th of July. Don't do a D-Day. Oh, you shouldn't do it. Right? Well, that's, you shouldn't do a 5th of November. Oh. The gunpowder well, yeah. plot. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But you, you, you must remember, remember it, though. Of course. <laughs> Those who don't remember, remember are doomed to repeat. Doomed to repeat. 
<laughs> All right. This is getting uh, silly. Think, uh, it's time to yeah, go. It's getting, <laughs> It's late. We're getting silly here. Yep. All right. All right. Until next week, I'm Dan. I'm Rob. Steve. Steven Vin King Gaglieri. King.